previously on Adventure They Wrote. My name is Odra Dyersbane, and I wish to hire you to find the person responsible for the murder of my husband. His name was Grucken Axhaft, the head of the Luskin crime family. He was killed outside of the Jade Dancer three days ago. He was shot with a crossbow by a man in a cloak who was riding a horse. Well, we got our who, our what, our where, our when, and our how. So now we just need to know why. They call it the City of Splendors, Jewel of the North. And what a jewel it is. Masked lords and tavern brawls, excitement and danger around every corner. Cutthroat cartels trying to make their way to the castle ward. Nobility sneaking off for tawdry nights in the south. Indeed, to some, it's the City of Splendors. To everyone else, it's simply water deep. We're going to pick back up. Celine and the Countess are outside the Jade Dancer. And while the part of the southern ward that Doran, Gilly, and Max were in um, was sort of going to bed for the night, this area of the southern ward is picking up. People are kind of laughing and carousing in the streets. Uh, They're heading in and out of the Jade Dancer. And it's all manner of people. Uh, You know, people in kind of plain common clothes. And then some people in sort of like fancier, noble type clothes. Everyone is kind of all hanging out together. So Fletch, uh, since the Countess um, has been to the Jade Dancer before, would it be safe to say that she was a regular for a bit and possibly knows some of the nobility there. Uh, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Does Celine notice anyone that she's worked with in the past? Yeah, there are a handful of people. Uh, like you recognize, kind of like the bouncer outside mm-hmm. of the club, um, and some of the other staff that are kind of hanging out, chatting with people. Is this a place where tieflings would? frequent, or would Celine be standing out a bit? She would be standing out a bit in the in the fact that she is a tiefling, but kind of her background as a lounge singer and entertainment for a lot of these venues, mm-hmm. um, people are used to her. Well, Madam Countess, would you like to go in? I suspect we can find a few folks we recognize and maybe get a little bit of insight on what they've been up to lately. Oh, absolutely, my dear. Um, the Countess loops her arm through Celine's and, and just says, You're going to be such a treat in there for some of the um, nobility. I'm sure they've never, never even. <laughs> Looking forward to giving them a show. <laughs> Jeez, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we start wandering towards. Does anybody say anything to us? The bouncer actually greets you with kind of like a big grin. He's like, hey, Celine, back in town? Oh, yes. Uh, We've been looking into some interesting things happening in the area. Have you seen Grucken Axehuft? Oh, you're talking about that guy what took the crossbow bolt to the neck? Yeah. Yeah, I was standing, like, right next to him when that happened. Oh, well, I bet that was fun to watch. No, it wasn't. He got hit in the neck with a crossbow, and he died. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this guy? (laughs) 
Oh, that sounds absolutely gruesome. Please do tell us the, <laughs> the details. I'm sorry, I'm laughing so hard that I'm crying a little bit. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, don't cry, my dear. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and thus, there the water deep dicks were no more. Yeah. Uh, he's he says. Uh, yeah, uh, Grucken, you, you know, he came out here and he would hang out all the time. And then he showed up like three days ago, uh, but he looked real serious. He, he wasn't having a good time. And then when he came out, he got shot in the neck with a crossbow and he died. Ugh. Did he come in with anyone? The bouncer, uh, he looks around a little bit. He's like, nah, buddy, he might have came in to see someone. If you know what I mean. It wasn't Jessica, was it? I don't know who that is. Figures. Did you notice who it was that shot him? Can you describe the the person? Yeah, it was a guy on a horse. Was he wearing anything of notable appearance? He, like, looks at you for a few seconds and he goes, Like a cloak? Yes, like a cloak. Yeah, he was wearing a cloak. Did he have any symbols on his cloak? No, it was all black. Black cloak. Could was, you see his face? No, nah, it was inside the cloak. Okay, Countess. I don't think, unfortunately, my friend is going to be of much help here. Maybe we should venture in to see who he was meeting. Absolutely. Um, charmed to have met you, my dear. Hey, you too, lady. Uh, don't let him touch you. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you head in. Um, the Jade Dancer is, uh, it's a pretty, you know, it's a nice establishment. It's not seedy. It's not like the bar from Roadhouse or anything with people, like, throwing bottles around and stuff. Uh, it is, it's, you know, a nice club uh, where people are drinking and laughing. There's some music playing, um, and everyone just seems to be having a good time. Excellent. I think the Countess would like to look for any of the nobility that she might might have known during her time here and try to engage with them in a bit of gossip because she's read up quite a bit uh, on the underpress at this point and she'd just like to see if uh, she can she can find anyone who has more information yeah absolutely so you see a few sort of younger nobles uh, that kind of got into the scene after you did and so the the name of the countess is kind of like not necessarily legend for these people but uh they they sort of followed you into the world um and so they might you know kind of like look up to you as a influencer all right um so she'll she'll join join the young group and um and introduce um Earthling. oh my dears it's so lovely to see you how have you all been they they do kind they're like kind of in awe a little bit they're like oh wow it's the countess cool <laughs> and they say we're great we're great the countess how are you doing oh absolutely charmed have you met Celine here isn't she delightful yeah so they if they're like in awe of you they're like shocked to see you with a tiefling. Uh, you're blowing their minds and now all of them are thinking about how they have to go out and get tiefling friends <laughs> to, to get to that level and to like piss off their parents 
<laughs> the Countess would like to um, huddle in and, and whisper about gossip and just uh, maybe just spew off a few things that she had read from the underpress um, as though she had an in on the goings-on of, uh, of what's going on in Waterdeep. Uh, yeah, they're super happy to engage you with uh, Waterdavian gossip and they're, they are happy to talk about like kind of some of the the subtler court intrigue that's happen, happening amongst the noble families. Mm-hmm. Roll a charisma check. Oh, not very good at all. It's an eight. Okay, so yeah, they're not as impressed with you as uh, they were previously, but they are happy to kind of give you... Um, what if I do a charisma check to see if I can impress them by like putting my tail around her, <laughs> showing our friendship in front of them. Yeah, do it. <laughs> not not 23. Not 23. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's a nine. Yeah. Nope. They, so they are good. still impressed with you, but it's all kind of not like the, the normal court gossip. Uh, this person is cheating on this person with that person. That kind of thing. You're not. You don't get anything that you think is uh, pertinent to the case or, or particularly insightful. I think at that point, the countess would like to bring up the fact that you know she's. I've I've come back because I have heard the juiciest tidbit that um, Grucken Axelhaft, head of the Luskin Triumphant family, um, he he recently perished here. The crossbow bolt through his through his head. Uh, one of the one of the all the nobles kind of get a little quiet, but one of them who's maybe had like a little bit more to drink than the others nods enthusiastically. This is a young man who is you, you get the impression that he's having like his first night of freedom away from his parents, and he's kind of like losing his mind a little bit over it. Uh, and drinking probably a little bit too much. He's got, you know, rosy cheeks and a red nose. And uh, he says, yeah, I was I was here that night when that happened. Man, that was wild. He got uh, uh, shot right in the neck. It was crazy. That sounds absolutely crazy and fascinating. Do tell all the details. The Countess is also going to order some fancy sort of wine, like a many cherries wine or something for him and and some of her friends as well. Yeah, he seems extra willing to help out after that. He says, yeah, he he was in here and he got in a fight with that girl and then he left and he looked real mad. But then as soon as he got outside, um, he got shot. In the neck, and he died. Oh, yes, that girl of his. Um, oh, and she uh, came to snaps her fingers. What was her name? I, it's on the t- my tongue. Uh. He goes, yeah, the the bard, the one that sings here. Yes. Uh, tree girl or something like that? I don't know. Hmm, something like that. Oh, I wish someone could jog my memory, and she sort of looks around at the rest of the um, nobles. Talia, go ahead and roll an insight check. So you remember a girl that was getting started kind of singing in the clubs around that time Mm -hmm. um, that had a name that was like Tree, but you don't remember what the full name, but you do remember seeing her. Countess, I think I might know who these folks are talking about. 
Perhaps we should go talk to the bartender to see if she's been around lately. Oh yes, that sounds lovely. I need to get the get to the bottom of all this. Um, oh, my dears, I have some exciting news. I'm part now. Get this. Of the Waterdeep Detective Agency. So if you have any, um, you know, criminal activity that you need investigated, please do. Do reach out. You know where to find me. The drunk noble goes, wait, you're a Waterdeep dick? Oh, my. Um, Detective Agency. Okay. Waterdeep Detective Agency. Yeah, yeah, okay. He goes back to his, he gets his wine, the wine that you ordered him. (laughs) And he <laughs> digs into that. <laughs> and uh, the Countess will, you know, bid her adieus and um, follow Celine. So you get up to the bar and the bartender sees you coming and he kind of lights up too. Uh, he recognizes you from your time in the club too. So you, as you approach, he, he says, Hey, Celine, we haven't seen you around in a while. Yeah, uh, I've started a new gig here. I'm working with the Waterdeep detective agency to investigate some, you know, strange crimes. And in fact, we're on a case right now. Uh, have you heard anything about... Oh, what was that that bard girl that, that came in? It was, it was like a while back, and she kept getting um, visited by the Grucken Axhelft? Oh, yeah, you're talking about uh, Trieste. Trieste, right. She was, you know, she seemed like she had some opportunities ahead. Yeah, she was a great talent. I don't know, I haven't seen her around lately. Sounds like she must have had a little thing with Grucken. Do you you know what happened the night that he got killed? He kind of, he looks around, he's like, oh, I, I don't know anything about that. You don't. You don't need an insight check to know that he's he's, he's dodging. Yeah. yeah. Oh come on. Let's share a whiskey. We can talk about this. He says, "Listen, Celine, don't you bat those baby reds at me. I think you have red eyes because you're a tiefling. I, I have green eyes. Green eyes. But... <laughs> baby greens. Those baby green eyes. Don't you bat those baby greens at me." <laughs> she looks back at him. She strokes him with her tail. Come on. You know you want to tell me. Roll a persuasion check. 24. Okay. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going on record. <laughs> this is like this is like the sixth <laughs> 20 plus roll that we've had. This is a little <laughs> crazy. Did you roll a 20? I rolled a 19, okay. but I have a plus 5. Okay. So you yeah, you stroke him with the tail and he like shudders a little bit. Not like a bad shudder, like uh-huh. a good shudder. And then he, he he like sort of looks around a little bit and he leans in. It's okay, look. Between you and me, Grucken and Trieste had a thing going on. I don't know what happened, but the night that he died, he came in, got into a fight. He left, he got shot, she left. I haven't seen her since. So I don't know what's up. Hey. Kat and Talia, I both want you to roll a perception check. Got an 18. 18 also. <laughs> okay. Shut up. The Countess is going to message uh, Celine and uh, see if she can get where Trieste lives in Waterdeep, or at least the area. 
Do you know where Trieste was living while she was working here? Uh, he says, yeah, the club keeps a couple apartments just down the street. I know she was staying in one of those. I don't know if the boss has gone to check on her yet because we've been a little busy but with the murder and everything. But that's where she was the last time I heard from her. Has anything happened since the murder? Anything stranger out of the ordinary? We got an influx of these nobles coming in, wanting to, you know, talk about how dangerous they are to come to the club where the the mob boss got hit. Uh, But other than that, no, nothing nothing too out of the ordinary. You know the way this place is. All right. Well, thanks again for all of your help. He, like, gives you a wink. He's like, you got it, Celine. (laughs) Blink. And then he goes back to cleaning out mugs with a rag. So Selena's going to turn back to the Countess and say, Madame Countess, I believe it is time for us to continue to the apartments to see if we can find Trieste. Yes, let's. Okay, so uh, you head out. As you leave, the bouncer's like, Hey, uh, see you later, Celine. You'll come back, right? Of course. Okay, bye. Don't me that easily. <laughs> As you get to the apartments, the ones that the bartender talked about, I want you to make another perception check. 19. 13. Celine, you notice that the street has gotten very quiet. One might hazard a guess to say, too quiet. Hmm. Countess... One might be watching us right now. Seems unusually still for the area. Oh my. Do you think we're going to have a bit of fun? Oh, I hope so. The Countess puts her hand on Celine's shoulder and says, Good luck, my dear, and um, gives her blessing of the trickster, which gives you advantage on dexterity stealth checks for an hour. Why don't Celine and the Countess head towards the apartment? Can I do one more, probably, perception check just to see if I can notice anybody around us? That might be... Like anything out of the ordinary? Anything out of the ordinary around us. That's a nat 20. Okay. This is the best game I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so you actually see... (laughs) With a nat 20, I'm inclined to, like, you see someone, like, peering around the corner of an alleyway. And then when when you see him, he sort of, like, his eyes get wide. And then he, like, very slowly, like, draws back into the alleyway. As if he thinks that the, if he moves really slow, you won't see him. <laughs> All right. I'm going to head towards him and uh, confront him. Hey there, buddy. What are you doing back there? Um, so he jumps, but then a guy uh, across the street comes out of an alleyway and he says, you've been asking too many questions and you got to stop. Aw, but I'm having so much fun. As am I, my dear. Yeah, but you got to stop, though. You've been asking too many questions. Oh, we're just two ladies out on the town. He goes, no, because you've been asking questions, though. What questions are you talking about? Questions about that guy. 
that uh, crocking guy. You've been asking questions about him. That's my job. Didn't you know we're from the Waterdeep Detective Agency? He says, yeah, but but my job is to make you stop asking those questions, though. Oh, sweetie. Oh, and who's your who's your employer, my dear? He goes, ah, nice try. I I, I ain't gonna tell you that. Well, then why why ever should we believe you? Because. D- oh, do go on. Uh, listen. <laughs> you got you got to stop asking those questions. Okay, that's it. Just stop asking those questions. Celine's gonna walk towards him and cast Charm Person on him. Okay. Alright, so she's gonna have to sing. I put a spell on you. Okay, so Hooligan gets a wisdom save against Mm -hmm. your Charm Person, Mm -hmm. which he fails. So now he's your buddy. (laughs) Great. All right, friend. I know you are concerned about what we've been doing, but obviously we're not harming anyone. Can't you just tell us who's told you to keep us from getting more answers? He, uh, he grins. He's like, ah, I really shouldn't, though. Oh, we won't tell anybody. Yeah, but I don't want to lose my job. Oh, I assure you, you'll be fine. You promise? I promise. Two more guys kind of come out, like the guy, the first guy that was scared and the other guy, and they're like, what are you doing, man? Like, shut up. But he says, uh... The Countess and Celine do it again. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting that silver. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, He says, yeah, my my boss told me to come out here and threaten you. Well, my boss told us to watch the bar and anyone that was asking about that guy, though, that we would come and encourage him to stop asking about that guy that so that's what we did we came out here to try to get you to stop asking questions about that guy oh sure 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 i i understand but who is your boss again oh uh my boss is emery emery oh i remember him what was his last name oh he just got the one he just got the one name he just got the one all right well where is emery right now Probably back at the office, though. Where's the office? Back at the office. Oh, come on, sweetie. You know you can tell me how to get there. You're only wasting our time. The other two draw their swords behind you. Oh, hold on now, gents. And they're like, nah, this ends now. There's no need to be hostile. We haven't done anything. Can I roll a persuasion? Or do you want me to roll initiative? The (laughs) Countess is of the braver of the two. She's going to put her hand up and say, Enough of this, my dear. Um, We are quite dangerous if pressed. And she is going to cast um, Command and command him to grovel. Okay. what happens when you put the tall team together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He needs to make a a wisdom saving throw. Another wisdom saving throw. 
Also, don't think for a second that it's lost on me that the two women are like dominating their opponents <laughs> through sheer mental will. <laughs> Always play to your strength. He saves. I was trying to convince him earlier that if I sang into the microphone that I could cast a spell of charm person on the whole club, but he wouldn't let me. <laughs> Thought it would save us some time. Mass charm. Yeah. Mass charm. Yeah, so a Sanderson he, sister style. Yeah, he, uh, a club is a single target. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, okay, so he shakes off the command and then uh, moves to attack you. So you both have to roll initiative now. Okay. Uh, the Countess got an eight. And Celine got eight. Okay, so um, the first guard that you tried to command, Countess, attacks you. What's your armor class? 14. He misses. The second tries to attack Celine. He also misses. And now it is Celine's turn. All right. I still have this other guy charmed, right? Yes. Do I know his name? No. Okay. Hey, friend. Can you help us out here? See if I can send him in first. I don't think a charmed Can't persuade person like will attack his other friends because of the charm spell. Okay, that's correct. They they will they they will not uh, necessarily betray their friends or in, or put themselves in danger for you, but they will. But they basically treat you like a like a like a good friend or acquaintance. Yeah. All right. Then instead. Um, I am going to rip out my rapier and swing at the guy that swung at me. That is a 16. That hits. Okay. <laughs> That's a three. Okay. The one time I roll a one. <laughs> <laughs> Countess, your turn. The Countess is rather flustered that her charm person didn't, or command didn't work. Uh, so she's going to reach out to the one who, who it failed on, and going to reiterate the fact that you will feel rather a nasty hit here. And she attacks with uh, inflict wounds, and gets a 23. <laughs> nice! <laughs> <laughs> Sure she does. That's, Those new that's dice absolutely are what she gets. And so pretty. I bet she does 23 damage, too. Well, it's 3d10 necrotic damage, so we'll see uh, how much damage this is. Jeez. So she could, she could realistically yeah. do 23 damage. Yeah. If she does 23 damage, I don't even know how we continue. <laughs> 10, 14, and uh, 20 damage. Okay, at least it wasn't 23. No, he's dead. He melts into like a puddle of flesh goo. and goo. The Countess just sort of like dusts her hands off and just sort of looks between the, the two remaining ones. I am a woman of my word. You sure are. Um, okay, the charmed one manages to break free from the charm spell. And so now it is the turn of... The surviving bandit that did not get melted or charmed. <laughs> and he takes a swing at Cap and misses. 
This wily old countess is like, she's got all the moves. She's just like flinging around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Celine, your turn. All right. I'm going to cast Ray of Frost at both of them. It has a 60 foot range. 12. A 12 misses. Oh. Countess, your turn. She's going to go for the one that Celine befriended and sort of take her hands up in the in air before her and sort of mark in the air and cat and say the word I'm feeling lucky she's casting sacred flame and the bandit needs to make a deck throw. he does not all right that's six radiant damage okay uh, now it is the previously charmed bandits turn and he attacks Celine. And he hits for eight damage. Oh, ooh, feisty. Uh, now it's that first guard's, or bandit, rather, that first bandit's turn. And he is attacking the countess. 13, right? 14 is my armor class. Oh, Mine's 14. 13. Oh, he misses then. Uh, Celine. Okay. Well, I'm going to swing at both of them again. <laughs> Because I believe they both deserve it now that they've tried to hit me and or hit me. So this is Ray of Frost again? Yeah. Just so everyone knows, I rolled a 24. Nice. Oh, not a 23. Not a 23. Nice. I'm assuming they're not going to be 24 will indeed hit. So the previously charmed one. Go ahead and roll a 1d8 for your damage. That That was a one. Oh, Countess. Your turn. Countess is going to continue feeling lucky, uh, repeat her word, and cast her hands uh, forward, and this flame-like radiance descends on the bandit, um, and he also he needs to make a deck saving throw again. He makes it. Because he's cold now. Okay. <laughs> uh, the charm bandit goes, or yeah, and he makes an attack against... Talia. He misses. Now the main bandit goes. He makes an attack against the Countess. He hits for six damage. Oh. Celine, your turn. All right, Madame Countess. I think I've had enough of this. I'm going to turn around and hit the charmed one with my rapier. That is a 15. Yep, that hits. Gets hit for four. Four damage. He goes down. Nice. Countess, your turn. One fellow left. The Countess is going to um, repeat the word um, lucky again, Um, but this time she's going to cast a word of radiance, and the remaining bandit needs to make a constitution saving throw this time. He makes it. It is the bandit's turn. He makes another attack against the Countess and misses. So it is Celine's turn now. Turn back around. Swing at him with here. Eleven. Miss. Countess. Oh my. These fellows seem feistier than I thought they were. Indeed. Not feeling particularly lucky tonight. We'll have to say a prayer later. She's going to take her, um, so she's, she's got a, a scepter. It looks like it's like this gilded, beautiful art piece, but it is like a mace. And she's going to swing at the bandit. Eleven. Miss. 
slippery little man. Bandit also misses. <laughs> riveting stuff, folks. Riveting stuff. <laughs> this is why the listeners tune in right. for three people slap fighting in a street. Unable to do anything to anyone. Oh, no. I was going to try to hit him with my repair, but I hit 11 again. All right, Countess, your turn. All right, let's... Uh... <laughs> This time she's just going to uh, steady herself, focus, put her hands together. Timora, be with me. And again, push her hands forward. Flame-like radiance comes out and uh, she's casting Sacred Flame and he needs to make a deck saving throw. He does not make his saving throw. Phew. Damage. We have damage happening. That would be three. He looks bloodied. Takes another swing at you, cat. He hits you for four damage. <laughs> Celine. I'm going to do a ray of frost at him. Okay. Yes. 22. Yes. That hits. That does it. You better go down this time, man. All right. This is a it's two. Oh, God. It's he, does a two. Not, he does not go, go down. down. He's very <laughs> cold, though. Very, very cold. Now he's cold. Bleeding and he's cold. And and he's also singed. Yeah. It's like I'm hot and then I'm cold and then I'm hot and then I'm cold. You're not even fighting this guy. You're just torturing him at this point. Yes. Yeah. Burning him and then freezing him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, Countess. Bring us home. Bring us home. What are we going to do? I don't know, but I can feel us. Can I cast Bardic Inspiration before she starts? Yes, your bonus action at the end of your turn can be to cast Bardic Inspiration on the Countess. All right. You have all the inspiration. And what do I get from the inspiration? I believe it's a 1d6 that you can add to another roll. Uh, So I would need to make some type of attack, which means Countess will swing at the bandit with her scepter again. Okay. For a 16. A 16 hits. That's four. And then I roll a d6 again? Uh, no, actually, uh, the d6 gets add, added onto your attack roll, the first roll. Oh, okay. But a four is enough to kill the last bandit. So her scepter just sort of comes down and bonks him on the head. He did it. <laughs> Putting him out of his misery, frankly. Yes. <laughs> it's cold. You've silenced. Yeah, you've silenced his screams of please, please, for the love of God. Just just do it. Just do it. <laughs> oh. Well, that was rather a mess, wasn't it? Ladies first fight. <laughs> yeah, they definitely panned out a little bit more difficult than I had anticipated there. I should like to think we could keep this a secret between us and um Oh, certainly. <laughs> you can't let Team Short know. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. You so know. you've defeated the bandits. Uh you find yourself alone on the street with Two corpses and a puddle. I would like to investigate the corpses and puddle. Okay. To see if we can find out where their boss is located. Perhaps they have a business card. So I want you to roll an investigation check. Okay. That is a 14. Um, so you find kind of the usual accoutrement that you would find on a bandit corpse slash puddle. 
daggers, swords, like the the usual tools of the trade. Uh, but you also realize that each bandit had a necklace on which were strung three orc tusks. Well, the countess is going to take one. Are you going to wear it? Oh, she just like uh, collecting things that she picks up. <laughs> she can save it for the next time that she goes to the club to share with her friends. Mm-hmm. It seems a bit gaudy for her. <laughs> Despite the fact that she carries around a scepter as a weapon. You just see the new craze in Waterdeep, orc tusks. <laughs> um, okay, so Talia, thanks to your kind of like connections with um, various underworld entities from your time spent singing in lounges and nightclubs, uh, you actually recognize this necklace as the calling card of the Thrice Tusk Brigade, which is the preeminent mercenary and goon for hire organization in Waterdeep. Would you call them a brute squad? Uh, yeah, these guys are the brute squad. Uh, the ones you dealt with are like not the brute squad. Yeah. They are the 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 interns. Yeah, these are the brute interns. <laughs> Would you call them baby brute? We were just saving it for the brute squad. <laughs> yeah, these are baby brutes. <laughs> um. So with that revelation, uh, we will end tonight's game and we'll pick it up next time with the Brute Squad. It looks like there's new players in the game, a group of mercenaries sent to hamper the investigation. Will they succeed in waylaying Team Tall, or will our femme fatales find the missing singer, leaving more puddles of people in their wake? To find out, you'll have to tune in next time to Deep Trouble. The Adventure They Wrote podcast is copyright 2018 adventurethewrote.com and is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 4.0 International License. That means that you can share it, and we really encourage that, but you can't make any changes to it and you're not allowed to charge for it. If you have any questions, visit creativecommons.org.